0: play it now with game pass it's time to play like a jet with your host scott mason play like a jet what does that mean Here they come on third and five wilson boy somehow escapes he's gonna run for it. plenty of green grass wilson stays in bounds he's still going and he's in touchdown zach wilson pulling a magic trick down the middle he's got it elijah moore the 20 the 10 Swallowed and sacked. Guess who? You only got one guess Jermaine Johnson. Here's Brees Hall looking for history. Hall with his 24th straight game with a rushing touchdown into the NCAA record books. Listen, thank
1: you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at Play Like a Jet 1. And it is time to talk about the video that we have up on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash play like a jet thunder and lightning talking about the lightning in this particular instance, Michael Carter. We know that Michael Carter and Brees Hall are going to be the jets running back combo this year. Carter has kind of become the forgotten man as everybody has focused mostly on Brees Hall because he is going to get the bulk of the carries, but Michael Carter has a multiplicity of skills that are going to make him a fantastic complement to Brees Hall and a real weapon for Zach Wilson and Mike LaFleur's offense. And so to talk about all of that and how he broke it down on our YouTube channel on an All-22 review is the thunder from down under, Mr. Luke Grant. Luke, what's up, brother?
3: I'm going pretty well. I'm excited uh, that we're heading closer to football season. I'm excited to be talking about Michael Carter and that dynamic backfield that's coming into fruition there. So it's uh, it's a good time to be a Jets fan.
1: Luke, I want to start by talking about what, to me, Is The most impressive thing about Michael Carter as a running back and that's his ability To maintain balance After initial contact and continue To get yards this is not a guy Who is a particularly big running Back they list him at about 200 Pounds I would be surprised if He weighed more than 190 195 He's only about 5 foot 8 It's a smaller guy but He is able to get a ton of yards After contact which is usually the kind of Thing you would expect from a bigger back Like Brees Hall so tell Tell me about how Michael Carter does this and why he's so elite at it.
3: Honestly, you're right. It's his best skill. His post uh, post post-contact balance, the ability to get those yards after catch because of that skill set. It just is what jumps out to you on the film. He's so low cut to the ground. Uh, Obviously, he's not a big athlete to start with, but also he's got big legs a big uh, lower body, and he's able to generate power in that way. But the other thing that allows him to maintain balance is that he doesn't take very many big hits. So if you're getting hit a lot and you're getting a lot of these front-on large contacts, it's easy to get brought down because it's very difficult to maintain balance after you get smacked, if you know what I mean. But he's able to change direction subtly, so he runs into a lot of arm tackles. So it's a combination of yes, that agility and yes, that ability to wiggle just before contact, but then he still has that ability to maintain his balance after he gets hit in the backfield. I think about a play against the Cincinnati Bengals and you don't often, he had a great game in that he had like 150 total yards with Mike White. He just kept getting fed the football, but the play that stood out to me was like a three yard gain. So it was a blown assignment. The right tackle would have been Morgan Moses, missed his man free rusher in the backfield michael carter goes into a spin move gets hit but again it's that agility to get an arm tackle and then he's able to regain his balance and turn what should have been a negative play into a three or four yard gain you keep in front of the sticks or at least keep it second and manageable and that allows you to have great success and then in the passing game and in the screen game what allows him to be successful in regards is getting him to the outside getting against these smaller secondary players and his ability to run through arm tackles with strong hips with that good balance, again, as we talked about. And there's examples against New England where he took a screen, he spun out of an arm tackle, he was literally being grabbed by the leg, he was able to disengage and then shoot up the sideline for an extra five or six yards. Examples against the Bengals in the screen game. So I think you see it a lot with some of these negative uh, O-line plays, and it prevents him from taking negative uh, down in distances and putting the jets into a hole and then you see it on the perimeter in some of these quick passing games so it's a incredible strength and even though he isn't built like Derrick Henry he's thick enough he just doesn't need to be overfed the football and you're going to see more and more broken tackles from Michael Carter he was second among rookies in the NFL in 2021 for broken tackles at the running back position behind his teammate Javonte Williams those two were just spectacular and yeah post-balance contact that's a strength of Michael Carter's
1: and so short area quickness right
3: well i mean you could see that all the way back to his tape against unc uh, michael carter again like we talked about the way to beat tackles and beat people in space is to be shifty and to win in a phone booth and his ability to laterally cut a lot of running backs are good when they get to one cut penetrate and you know you talk about that a lot with this outside zone system you see the gap you get downhill you put your foot in the ground and that's just it you just take whatever there uh, whatever is there and whatever the play and the blocking dictates Michael is fantastic at skipping to the outside. His ability to jump cut to see that someone's coming down from the safety position, to identify it, to come inside, but then to jump cut to the outside again, get that arm tackle, and then he's able to get yards after contact. uh, And in the catch, in the passing game, yards after the, the, uh, the catch. So it's it's that wiggle. It's that acceleration ability to re-accelerate, kind of like what I talked about with guys like Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson. Once you've broken it down, can you then re-accelerate quickly and efficiently to then pull away and maintain that separation between yourself and the defender? So he's fantastic at that. Um, I think when you combine those two skills and his vision, that's what allows Michael Carter to be such a successful running back and why he was on pace to have 11 1,200 yards before he got injured. And why did he get injured? Because he just took too many hits. And that's not because he wasn't shifty or he wasn't great in space. It's just because they had too many touches for a guy that hadn't been a workhorse in college. He'd been that 1A, 1B running back with Javonte Williams. And that's why I'm excited about him and Brees Hall. So yeah, I think the ability to, uh, to make people miss with that lateral quickness and that ability to win in a phone booth combined with the balance after contact, those two things what screams uh, high-level running back for Michael Carter and why I believe that even though Brees Hall's here, that's actually going to be beneficial for him and his impact on winning games for the New York Jets. We took it all.
0: We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. Play like a jet. Play like a jet.
1: Luke, we've talked about Michael Carter as a running back, and I want to talk about some aspects of his running game a little bit later on as well that we didn't touch on yet, but I also want to talk about what he can do in the passing game. And as you say in your video up at youtube.com slash play like a jet, he's not necessarily somebody like Le'Veon Bell who can run wide receiver routes, but he's also not the typical just dump the ball off to the running back and hope he can get some yards in the open field running back either. He's somewhere in between. He can run real running back routes, so he can be an actual weapon in the passing game. We saw that last year.
3: Correct. For me, Scott, I apologize if people have heard me use this reference before. There are three tiers for running backs and their ability to run routes in the backfield. You've got the guys like McCaffrey and Le'Veon Bell who can run wide receiver routes, be flexed out and be extremely effective. You've got the guys who are elite at running running back routes, your Texas routes options uh, speed outs from the backfield in these shotgun looks and that's michael carter and then you've got guys like dalvin cook who you can throw the ball or derrick henry dump it to them and if they catch it they can be damaging michael carter falls in that second category i think back to a texas route on second and long against the buffalo bills that's in the video his ability to stand up the linebacker to beat him to the inside to attack the leverage he just understands route running at a high level from the running back position But then in conjunction with that, he's special in space on those screens and on those dump-offs and on option routes and outbreaking little routes from the backfield. You saw that against, as I mentioned, the Patriots. He had a 20-yard gain. There was an incredible play, Scott, against the Cincinnati Bengals. I think it was in the third quarter, and uh, Mike White went into his drop looked one way to this little flash where they had Elijah Moore sprinting to the right-hand side of the formation. Then he comes back, he throws the screen to the left to Elijah Moore and straight away, someone's missed their block on the offensive line. They've got out in space, but they've had a whiff and Elijah, uh, sorry, Michael Carter... Is able to make that first guy miss with great lateral quickness, something we talked about, with great vision and being able to see the football field. But then he spins, he breaks an arm tackle, he makes another two people miss, he gets out of bounds, and he turns like a second and 14 into a first down. So when you combine the ability to win as a route runner on these running back specialist routes, he can do that big tick. I mentioned the Buffalo game. And then you've got someone who can break tackles and be an elite uh, home run threat in the dump off game and in the screen game, that's when you really become a second tier route runner and pass catching option. Then you add on to that, his ability as a pass blocker, which is really impressive. And I thought he had a couple of patches where he was spotty and up and down, but overall Michael Carter's great on second and third down. There wasn't enough of that Scott in the offense for the jets too often. Last year there was, and I showed a package of it. There was Ty Johnson in the backfield on third down or second and long And he's dropping passes from Zach Wilson against the Saints. He dropped three balls in a row in one quarter against New Orleans. That was because the Jets were relying on Michael Carter to be the bell cow. Now you bring in Brees Hall. He takes some of the load. I'm not saying Michael Carter is going to be a scat back or a third down bat. He's not going to be Darren Sproles. But you alleviate some of the workload off his shoulders on first and second down. You then get him on the field on second and nine and third and six or third and 12. And you have the ability to make things happen and you can accentuate what Michael Carter does well. So it's the combination of his ability to you know win in the screen games and and be that running back threat but also run the ball you can run a draw with Michael Carter on second and long so I'm excited just to see the impact that has for Michael Lafleur for Zach Wilson or for the Jets offense you're no longer relying on subpar backs to be on the field on these important money passing downs for the Jets and second and long situations let's make Zach Wilson's life easier let's make the play calling for Michael Lafleur easier let's get a guy who's a more consistent pass blocker who's a better pass catcher who can do more and is more explosive after the catch you're allowing him to do that more to take less hits against stacked boxes on first down to utilize the 220 pound frame of Brees hall i just think that's a marriage made in heaven and that's why the title of the video was why i think the Brees hall helped Pick will help Michael Carter become a star. I honestly think this was a good thing for MC. I think he straight away was supportive. He got on the phone, he was texting Brees Hall. I think these two will be dynamic and they'll allow Michael Carter and the Jets to focus on the skill set he has and what he really does well.
1: Luke, since this was a big part of your video and you just sort of touched on it, and I'm also in the mood for a good laugh, can you please talk a little bit about why Michael Carter is such a big upgrade over Ty Johnson as the number two running back?
3: Yeah, for sure. And look, obviously, Michael Carter will be a 1B rather than a 2 if we want to get technical, but Ty Johnson... I thought he was going to be perfect for this role about 18 months ago. And then he showed the ability to catch the football naturally. He doesn't have those, this is for Tommy, those supple hands. He's not a natural pass catcher. I think when you look at uh, Michael Carter, he is that guy. And he's a guy who is fluid at the catch point. He's able to turn and catch the ball. Ty Johnson has to think with all his might about catching the football before he can make a football move and get upfield and turn or spin or do something explosive. He has to worry so much about just that first of catching the football and that's why we saw the three drops against uh, new orleans a number of others then you look at ty johnson as a pass blocker also very very inconsistent the houston texans uh the first game back for zach wilson he was still gimpy on that knee and george Fant whiffs on a block against the newest jets uh edge rusher uh, in martin And instead of standing up and taking the hit and reading his key, he knew that Martin had come into the backfield. Ty Johnson kind of sidesteps. He doesn't want to take a front on hit and he doesn't do a good job protecting his quarterback. And Zach Wilson gets sacked and the Jets lose an opportunity in the red zone. Michael Carter is a five times better pass blocker, in my opinion, than Ty Johnson is. He's much more natural as a catcher. Because of that, he doesn't have to think about the process as much. He's able to turn and get upfield quicker, he can make more people miss. And those are the reasons why Zach Wilson is going to love having Michael Carter on the field on those big downs compared to Ty Johnson. Look, this isn't a huge have a go at Ty Johnson session. He has some strengths in his skill set as well. He's got the thunderous thighs that Chris Nimbley loves, but all in all, he just doesn't have the skill set to maximize Zach Wilson and the offense on third down on second and long. And I think that Michael Carter is going to raise the ceiling of those the offense on those downs.
1: Luke, you just referenced Michael Carter's ability as a pass blocker. Now this is going to be the second time I invoke the name Le'Veon Bell It's probably the most I've mentioned Le'Veon Bell on this podcast since he was released by the team a couple of years ago. But Le'Veon Bell was an excellent pass blocker. I don't know that Michael Carter's quite that good, but he's certainly a very serviceable pass protector for a smaller running back. And as you said, I think he's going to help out Zach Wilson in that regard quite a bit.
3: Yeah, Michael doesn't have the size of a Le'Veon Bell type. Lev was a pretty big bell, uh, a pretty big guy for his skill set. You think of him as such a shifty, patient runner and the explosiveness and the route running, but he was also in a, a pretty big frame. Sometimes members of the media thought it was too big a frame for Le'Veon Bell while he was here with the Jets. But Michael Carter, the reason he's a good running back blocker, I think it's twofold. The first reason is that he's willing. I talk about this with tight end blocking and running back blocking all the time, Scott. If you've got the willingness and the want-to, then you can do. You can be serviceable at the absolute worst if you have the right mindset at this level in the NFL for those two positions. But the other thing that Michael has working for him and allows him to be, I think, an above-average blocker and that could get better and better is his vision. The toughest thing for a running back is scanning the field. So when you go into a protection, and let's say they're concerned about six men coming, The running back will often go from one to two. What that means is he might be reading the Sam linebacker as his primary. He'll scan to him. If he's not coming, he'll check to the mic. And if he doesn't, he'll either go out in the route or he'll look for help in the blocking protection somewhere else. That's kind of a general understanding of the running back's role in these blocking schemes. Michael Carter is great as a running back uh, hitting the hole because of his vision. I think it's one of his strengths that we probably haven't touched on. But then as a blocker, that also helps you. You're able to identify who's coming, mental processing, to then get in the right position. If you are heading to the left-hand side of the formation and the other guy's coming you know, through the right-hand side of A-gap, well, then you don't have an opportunity to block him. But he puts himself consistently in good positions because he's intelligent, because he has great vision, and then he has the willingness to actually implement that block. So I think that's why Michael Carter is at worse than average pass block as a running back, but I think he has an opportunity to be even better than that.
1: And Luke, why do you think he's such a good complement to Brees Hall?
3: The explosiveness that Brees Hall has, Michael Carter probably has more of that. You saw late in the season, uh, his ability to break off 50 and 60 yard runs against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He had a huge run up the right-hand sideline at MetLife that day. He's got great pass catching skills. So When Brees Hall comes off the field, you're actually improving the pass catching, which sounds ridiculous because Brees Hall is fantastic after the catch. He's a home run hitter, but you're getting a guy who can do that probably at a higher level if we're being realistic, even though he was a lower draft pick. He's a good pass protector. But again, it comes back to the fact that this is who Michael Carter is as a player. He's not a bell cow and that's not a negative. He was taken in pick like 108 or something like that in the fourth round by the Jets in the 2021 draft. To be a complementary player. You don't have to be the guy. You can be a guy and still be a star in this league. That's the way the backfields are trending. You saw him thrive with Javante Williams and have a six yards per carry average for UNC in 2020 uh, in college. He can go back to that kind of style where when he's rushing, he's getting lighter boxes because it's Second along or because it looks like a passing situation, you're able to take advantage of those matchups and what's happening in the box. So I think there's so many opportunities for Michael Carter to just be a better version of himself. And that's why the compliment is so good between Brees Hall and Michael Carter. As I said, it's a little bit of a throwback to what he did in that thunder and lightning type. He's going to take less hits. He's going to be fresher. It's going to give him more durability because if you're not available, you can be the best player in the world, but you're not going to have an impact for your football team. So they're the primary reasons that I think that Brees Hall and Michael Carter are going to be a fantastic complement for Lafleur and for Zach Wilson.
1: You almost have to wonder if the Jets coaching staff took a look at the video of Michael Carter and Javante Williams in that North Carolina backfield a couple of years ago and said, let's recreate this because if you watch Brees Hall, there are some definite similarities to
3: Javante Williams. Oh, they're 100% are. Uh, and it's an interesting thing looking at the, the way that the running back position is valued, Scott, because a few years ago you were getting guys like Saquon Barkley picked it. You know number four overall by the new york giants or number two overall sorry and there was a high value and then pff came and there's been the the gradual i guess devaluing of the running back position and, and more people are seeing it as a replaceable position whose success is more uh, affected by the o-line than by their skill set so we've seen them not get picked in the first round and people not valuing them but suddenly there's been a bit of a turnaround that started with san francisco every single year the 49ers and the Packers take a running back every year, be it Trey Sermon, an undrafted free agent that took another one this year. You look at what the Packers have done, taking fullbacks in the past, taking A.J. Dillon, even though they've already got Aaron Jones there. These are some of the smartest organizations, some of the most explosive offensive uh, offenses in the NFL. And they've trended back towards running backs and valuing the position. And now you've seen Mike LaFleur coming from that exact same tree as his brother and as Kyle Shanahan. And they've gone with this dual backfield. So they've seen it work not only in the college space and watching the UNC tape and what made Michael Carter so effective, but I think they're on the kind of the head of the curve to some extent on the importance of the running back position in this scheme. Look, I understand what people say and believe when they say running backs were only good as they're blocking. Because if the blocking is bad, it doesn't matter how good you are, you won't have a chance to be successful. I think about Saquon Barkley and some of his early years with the Giants. But when the blocking is good, and that's what the Jets are hoping it's like here in 2022, they think this is a top 10 offensive line. The Packers have a top 10 line. The 49ers have the best line in football. That's when having an elite running back is actually an advantage because you're able to maximize their impact on the game, their skill set, and they're able to get more big chunks. They're able to read the field better, to hit their blocks, and they can have a bigger impact on the game. So I think it's a combination and a combination of the way the NFL is kind of circling back around, the importance of the running back in the wide zone system. But then, yeah, it definitely comes back to how can we help Michael Carter the most? How can we improve this offense the most? And that's having this, this kind of thunder and lightning type uh, duo.
1: Luke, anything else about Michael Carter that you think is worth mentioning that we haven't touched on yet?
3: I touched on it very briefly, Scott, but it's the vision. I think it's just it's such an underrated aspect of Michael Carter's game. I talked about it in the in relation to pass blocking and to identifying protections and, and who's blitzing and things like that. But his ability to read a whole and understand his keys is really, really impressive to me. I'm going to talk you through a play against the New England Patriots um, from early in the season. Michael Carter's running an outside zone run to the left-hand side. So he's running behind George Fant and Elijah Veritaker. And he wants to bounce outside, outside zone. You're running to the outside shoulder of the tight end or the ghost tight end. And he wants to hit that outside hole. But he sees Matt Judon beat George Fant to the outside. He's got his helmet to the outside of George Fant's shoulder. That means it's over. He identifies that so quickly. He processes it and he cuts not one, but two gaps inside, finds the hole and then jump cuts with that lateral quickness, short area quickness ability to uh, be agile in space. And he breaks a tackle and gets 15 yards. His vision is phenomenal. It was at UNC. You saw tons of examples this year for the Jets. I think that is the third element of Michael Carter that allows him to be special. And I want to break it down like this. Michael Carter has a chance to be... You know, an upper echelon running back, even with limited touches, because he's got the lateral quickness, because he's got the vision, and then because he's also got the pass-catching ability, and he's got the the uh, the balance after contact. So it's an exciting skill set, and I can't wait to see this guy on the field again.
1: Luke Grant, the Thunder from Down Under. Thanks so much for coming on and breaking down your video of Michael Carter with me. Really appreciate it. For those that haven't seen it, it is on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash jet. Talk a little bit about what people can find on that channel, what's coming up in the future, and also what they can find at our store at TeePublic.com. That's TeePublic.com.
3: The TeePublic stuff is awesome, Scott. You've got these unique designs. My partner, Alex, helped with some of those. You've got uh, merch around Zach Wilson. The Zach Wilson says go long range, referencing that throw against Tennessee. You've got the Zach the Ripper range. Um, Bless you, thank you merch with John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams, play like a jet logo merch. Uh, There's just a ton of unique pieces. It's not just this is the one piece of clothing with this design, you can put it anywhere you want on any type of clothing, on stickers, phone cases, just make sure it's a great way to diversify your collection, not just have the gear that everyone else is wearing. And then across on the YouTube channel, coming into the, that big building part of the offseason, heading into training camp, uh, what you can already find on there, there is a review on every single rookie draft pick from uh, Source Gardner all the way through to Michael Clemens. You've then got uh, pieces on Zach Wilson, and Elijah Moore, Michael Carter on their rookie seasons and looking forward and projecting to year two. And then what's on the way, you've got videos on important uh, secondary pieces like George Fant, and like Jacob Martin. And these guys who aren't typically the stars, but can still have a huge impact on the success of the Jets 2022 season. When we get in there, there'll be breakdowns every single week of every rookie of Zach Wilson. There's going to be a ton of content, so make sure you subscribe. It's about to start going off.
1: Make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel over at youtube.com slash playlikeajet and visit our store, teepublic.com. That's teepublic.com. Plus... Be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you can go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's PlayLikeAJet Digital and playlegajet.com.
2: Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere
0: else we've ever lived.